Welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast. Straight-talking ideas to grow your business. Welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast. My name is John Lawley and I'm your web wizard. I'm Georgia and I'm your brand and marketing guardian. And I'm Andrew Black and I help trades get off the tools. So today's episode is more of a quick fire round from Andrew. Go. Well, yeah, I just had a few ideas down here and I wanted to kind of discuss kind of how you guys or what your interpretation of personal development was. So, Georgia. Um, I guess in the eight years that I've been in business, um, I've done lots of networking groups and things as well. And I've tried to surround myself with like-minded marketing people, whether they've been printers, signage makers, just to learn from them because they have a similar client to me. And even though their challenges might be specifically different, they all end up being problems that can be solved in the same way. And because they understand my ideal clients and things as well, and they might have had years and years more experience than me, um, that's been part of my learning curve and my personal development, to be around others in my industry um, that have, will have experienced the problems that I do go through and will probably continue to go through, like sort of mentoring almost, I guess. Do you think a lot of businesses are unaware that these networks are actually out there? Because as we've mentioned before, a lot of the times small businesses feel like they're alone often. Oh, totally. And especially if you're a creative, you're kind of stamped with a, you live in a box in front of an Apple Mac and that's it. We don't interact with that's humans. That's exactly how I picture you both. Um, I'm not that's exactly how I started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly how I started. And it's so bloody lonely. Um, and it's, like, thank God for the networking groups that kept me sane because I love a bit of office banter. That's what I started out with in the studios back yeah. in the day. And you lose that when you start your own business. Like, there isn't um, a colleague necessarily to bounce ideas off of. There's not some apprentices or juniors that you feel you can help and develop as well. Like, and you feel you're adding value to someone else's life. Like, it's just you, yourself and I. And the networking groups allow you to be around people that have different skills in businesses, life experience as well, someone to um, bounce your own ideas off of. And I think that develops you as a business person and a human being as well, really. Being around people that are different ages to you, different yeah. genders, different, um, different cultural well. ethnicities as well. Like it's just, it's like real life in a way, but with a business focus. But if you go in, in it with an open mind, you can get so much from it. I think in some ways, the way you've approached it and answered that question is better. Because for a lot of people, personal development means signing up to these, you know, £5,000 weekends, mm -hmm. downloading this ebook, watching this video series. And often, as we mentioned with the American marketers, tend to be these guru type figures. Like you look at Tony Robbins and it's not to knock people like that because I think they give an enormous amount of value. And when you're on your journey, whether there's ups and downs and so on, can certainly help you on those down, down periods. But... I suppose my frustration comes with personal development. The people I speak to over the years is they kind of get caught on this personal development loop where they're continually now in this uh, community of personal development, which by the way, is probably a very good community to be in versus being down the pub all the time. But often you're having the same messages repeated or regurgitated, the same um, message from different speakers or a slight different language or a slightly different context. And what can happen, I feel in my experience of working with different people, is they get caught in this loop without taking any action or moving forward. Do you guys see that at all with your clients? I've heard it from mine, especially in terms of some coaches as well. Like I seem to hear that quite a lot in that no one seems to necessarily be reinventing the wheel and it's just information that's being regurgitated through different people. But then I feel that, that with coaches, the most 
powerful thing a coach can do is hold you accountable and lead by example. And I think if a coach is able to do those two things, it doesn't matter then if some of the information that they're giving to their clients may have been inspired or, or come from a, a different source because it's that accountability that is the main thing that what we want as clients to see is someone being behind us the whole time and, you know, this is what we need to do and mm. I'm going to follow up with you next week on Tuesday. I'm going to call to see if you've been able to do that and actually doing what they say they're going to do. So it's often in the personal development can always be the motivation, but then having the coaches or the mentors is almost the accountability. Absolutely. I would completely agree with that. Because I think, like you say, a lot of these things are rehashed, aren't they? Yeah. Same with marketing. Something Absolutely. new will happen this year, which is totally new in marketing, <laughs> yeah. but it's something with a different name. Or a different colour. Absolutely. What is it and where can I buy it? <laughs> Absolutely, and someone will. But, you know, I noticed that we went into film movie voice there. Yeah. Um, but that isn't, isn't that it? Isn't, isn't that whole kind of personal development space really led by individual coaches and you buy into that person? It seems to be, and it's, it's, it's kind of frustrating because unless you have an amount of self-awareness to go, okay, I've read the books, I've done the videos, I've worked with a coach, how much of it is now you're in your own way? Or how much of it is you just want this information echoed back at you rather than, no, it's time to get a little bit uncomfortable? it's time to sort of, you know, understand that without a struggle, there is no kind of success. And I think a lot of people veer away from that struggle. They veer away from anything that's going to cause them a little bit of temporary pain, just whether it's fear or just they can't control the outcome or whatever it is. But staying in that loop is very much in itself a kind of comfort zone. And we all hear and talk about different businesses being stuck in that comfort zone and how nice it is, but we're not going to push our businesses forward. We're not going to push ourselves forward. We're not going to push those around us forward if we're continually listening to the same message, even if it is a very good and nice message. So the other kind of thing I had down here was um, a little fact. I think this actually comes from the Navy SEALs in America. People work and operate at about 40% of their capacity. So in terms of comfort zone, you could argue that effectively we're always within our own comfort zone. John, are you working at 40% right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had a lot of sugar, so I'm probably feeling higher than that. Yeah. <laughs> Give or take a bit like that. I, I would completely, I, yeah, again, I would agree with that because we're human beings, aren't we? I suppose, um, you know, we've done different podcasts on this with different people, but um, your brain is, is the organ in your body that uses the most energy and your body is naturally trying to store energy so you don't want to use it. But of course then your brain and you're thinking of different ideas why not to do things and why not to push yourself. I think it's a, it is a big struggle. And I think everyone is internally having that struggle about mm. how to achieve more, how they can achieve more. And sometimes it's coming across someone who can open the door or unlock that door to something else, or it's something that they've read which unlocks the door to something new to really push you along from a problem you've had. I think it is having those little kind of um, bits of motivation and kind of to link it back at the beginning, having those mentors or that group of people, whether it's the same industry or not, mm -hmm. that's very real motivation versus scrolling through Facebook or Instagram in the morning and getting that motivational meme. Because I know that gets me to the gym. What's <laughs> <laughs> the scrolling and scrolling and making your eyes bleed? Oh, no, <laughs> oh literally, okay, I've got to get out. I've got to go and do something now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's a kind of, it's a whole weird, and it's all sort of wrapped up in the same thing, this, this fear, this fear of success, this fear of failure, this you know, pushing yourself past that 40%, this getting out of the personal development world and just creating action and, and, and taking massive action, taking steps and making a plan. 
Um, what would you say has been the number one fears for you over the last, I mean, what, five years you've been doing this, John? Five years, yeah. No In this specific years. business? Well, all right, okay. So first of all, I would, I would absolutely own up to the fact that I have suffered from depression in the past yep. and panic attacks as well. But I think those types of things have always been brought on by maybe partly to do with a deadline or something or a, a, a job which I can see is going wrong and I don't quite know how to fix. Mm -hmm. And that has brought those different things on, which then leads to a bad diet, which leads to no exercise, which then leads to a big circle, which is really <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah. And you've got to really force yourself out of that. Um, and that's a real challenge. That's that mental sharpness that you have to gain again to really you know so what's, what's been that thing that's kind of then forced you out or, or said right enough is enough it's time to sort of push forward um i think that the most important thing is to have someone in your life for, i mean okay I, I may talk a little bit like no, no nonsense here because obviously i am from the north and we don't really share our feelings <laughs> so i would put subtitles at the bottom <laughs> anyway so it's fine. It's a translation yeah it's someone that's just going to say just wake up mate what's going on yeah. let's, let's just stop breathe for a minute what is going on? What, just talk to me, what is this problem in a simple, straightforward fashion? And then they obviously then pick it apart. It's like, well, that's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? Because you can do this and this with it. And mm -hmm. usually that person is either my dad or it's my mum or it's my wife. Usually, um, they're very good sounding boss from things like that. So just stop being an idiot and just- Different personality types to you or, or just giving a different perspective? My dad is very similar to me, so that's a similar yeah. perspective, but obviously older, more years in business etc. My mum has certain similar personality traits to me um, from a more of a, an emotional standpoint. So we'll probably listen, but then say, just get on with it. Um, and, enough. Yeah. <laughs> and my wife is the complete opposite. Right. You know, she'll be a bit more calm and subdued about it and just say, well, you know, what about this? Um, oh, that's logical. Yeah, uh, I should have yeah, done that. That works. Logic versus emotion. Eh? Beautiful. <laughs> What about you, Georgia? What are the kind of major sort of fears that maybe you've had to kind of face yourself over the last few years? Well, this podcast for a start, right? <laughs> if you had asked me even a year ago, like, you know, Georgia, come and be on a podcast with us. I would have run for the hills. like, yeah. And to look at then where I was eight years ago, which is even before I started, uh, just when I started out my whole networking and business journey, standing up in front of people and even just saying my name and my business name, would literally tear my inside to shreds. Like I suffered anxiety my whole life and I didn't realize that's what it was until about three years ago. I thought, oh, I just suffer nerves. Mm. But nerves that are constant throughout all the day and every waking minute that you're conscious, like that's anxiety. That's not, you can't be nervous about things all the time without it sort of going into that area. And it's pushed me out of my comfort zone massively because in some ways there's, I'm not allowed to get out of it. Mm -hmm. When I go to these meetings and I have to um, explain about my business, if I just said, oh, you know, I'm not going to talk ever and ever, I'm never going to get into business. I was going to know who I am. So I've been forced inside to be like, I, I need to put myself out there because well, I... What, what was that? What major step? Well, I've got to go to this meeting. I've got to get myself yeah. in front of the podcast. Where was the, the switch or the epiphany? What, what happened? I have no idea. <laughs> like, I don't know if there's an answer to that. Slow progress for me, mm. baby steps. I guess if, if I look back over that eight year journey that I've had, um, all the tiny little things, the being able to, an opportunity to speak for 30 seconds in front of a few people every week, that's 30 seconds. Then I've been asked to go and pitch and pitch for 40 minutes to a client about something. And then I was asked to take on like a significant role in these 
these um, networking meetings and run entire meetings for yeah. two and a half hours. And then I was asked to do a bit of training on something. And then I was asked to do a podcast. Like, I guess it's all been slowly, slowly and being okay with it that, do you know what? It's okay to go at my pace. I know I'm going to develop and I know I'm going to pro, you know, progress over time. But eight, seven and a half years ago, if I'd sat and had this conversation, I'd never think that I'm going to be where I am now. Yeah. It's like looking back and hindsight being an awesome thing that, oh, that happened and that led to that, which led to that. And now I've got this. Being okay with your own time mm. and progress and not thinking just because someone else has managed to do this in this amount of time. And that's brilliant. Maybe they had confidence in that area, but confidence yeah. is area specific, right? You might be great at standing up, talking in front of a group of business people, but go and chat to a guy that you like, like Jesus Christ, right? And you'd think, what, it's like one person. If we <laughs> swing the business and personal, that's just a hint there. But I'm just saying, like, we can't all be great at everything. Yeah, and that's where we are all different. And I think the yeah. progress thing is a very good analogy. And the, the gym one is like a good an analogy if you do weight training or strength training, because everything there is about progressive resistance. It's about adding a little bit more, adding a little bit more. Struggle, struggle, struggle. It hurts when you do it. But, you know, whilst you're making your body suffer short term, it's preparing it for the next step. And then you're growing and expanding beyond that. It's interesting, as you say, you just sort of get to a point where, where it's a sounding board, where it's a mentor, where it's holding yourself accountable. I think my own sort of cycles of that have been kind of a little bit different. I almost deliberately took myself to kind of rock bottom, whatever that meant, whether that was destroying myself physically in the, in the gym or going out for nights on end or whatever it was. It was like, right, okay you pushed it as far as you can go now. Now the only way is up. And now it's a case of taking a step forward, making progress and taking action. So it's interesting to kind of hear different people's perspectives on that so we can all kind of break out of that comfort zone. And I think that the kind of message that came out for me there was have a mentor group, have a networking group, have people that are close to you, have that sounding board, and then keep yourself accountable and have those small steps. I certainly wouldn't recommend going to the rock bottom all the time. <laughs> Probably not a good idea. But so, is, so keep your eyes out because I'm due well, any second now. Uh, <laughs> but is, you know, understanding that, you know, okay, we are, we are animals, but we're also human beings. And you'd like to think that our consciousness can control a lot of the actions that we have. Um, I've noticed this, um, especially with uh, my wife, who's doing a lot of exams at the moment. And, you know, we're talking about nervousness before doing something big. If you're standing up in front of people, it's the nerves. It's that, you know, your body's reaction is that fight or flight thing yeah. of you know, trying to relieve itself, basically, um, of getting ready for that. Yeah. The adrenaline rush, the nerves that comes for it. If you can start to understand that actually that is your body's natural defense to start preparing you yeah. for doing that, then you start to understand that actually, yes, my body wants me to do this. It's getting me ready to perform at my best. And it's only the more you do that and the more you put yourself in those situations it's the more you kind of welcome those hormones and you welcome that kind of preparation, that adrenaline, that, that nervousness. And you kind of go, oh, okay, yeah, I was expecting this feeling. I don't mind this feeling. Mm -hmm. And I can kind of control it a little bit, a bit better than I could last time. Yeah, 100%. And I've been doing networking and, and sort of speaking for 10 years now. And I still get that little bit of kind of nervousness. And That's I'm like, good. Exactly. And it's yeah. like, oh, well, if I was this sort of blasé about it, then I definitely wouldn't be giving the best version of myself in that moment. So... Yeah, I like that and I enjoy that now. But as I said, I think when you're not used to it or you looking back over the last eight years, mm. that initial feeling be like, oh my God, I want to run a mile. <laughs> yeah. I guess as well, like that's where coaches can come in, right? I mean, like for myself and John, what we've just explained, 
we kind of found our own way, right, and, and how to deal with it. But there must be a lot of people out there um, that when they're confronted with a fear or a challenge in their personal or their business life, they don't really know, like, they, they don't have the, the mind frame to be able to work out what might be the right step for them, right? And I'm guessing that's where, like, coaches can come in as well for certain people. And I, I have heard in the past, you know, like, I don't need a business coach or, you know, I don't even really understand what one is. So bar helping people maybe step out of their comfort zone like if you could encompass what you do and what a coach could help like another tradesperson with for example how would you do that in a nice simplified term like to tell us as well how to be able to you know explain to people what exactly you can do well i suppose there's there's two sides to it is one is the technical aspect of whatever the role is so say for argument's sake uh, i don't know i'll, I'll pick a gas engineer because that was my trade so how can you improve that technical aspect how can you improve the business processes but beyond that, and I think that's where a lot of kind of business coaches stop, is the other side of it. And previously when I have been, whether it's been a personal trainer, which is basically a counsellor, you know, I'm, I'm a father. So you start to utilise all the life skills and you start to utilise the when I've managed a team or run a team. And it becomes very much about psychology and behaviour and habits. So as well as going, right, these are the operational processes, these are the sales processes, these are the marketing processes. Here's the accountability. This is the KPIs for the business. This is how you can maximize and upsell to your client to increase your profit margins. That's great. Mm -hmm. How's your mind? Where are you at today? What's going on? Getting to understand their cycles that, you know, the particular part of the week they dip or they're not sleeping particularly well and that affects performance. You know, we've heard from a couple of trainers earlier on and they've discussed the different sides of whether it be mental health or, or feelings and emotion. And if you took sort of business coaching on a very black and white level and a tick box exercise, it's very easy. But as you said, we're animals and animals with, with emotions nonetheless. And that makes us quite unpredictable at times. So you've got to have that level of expertise specifically for kind of, you know, the trades and the technical side of the business, but more so human. So it's how much life experience have I gone through myself? And when you get to speak to people and understand people and know people, I can get the best out of you personally. Never mind the fact that we're going to then utilise those skills and put it into your business. And I think those are the two sides for a lot of people. Now, for some people, that might just be putting an arm around them. It might be a phone call. It might be regular interaction throughout the day. Like you mentioned, having a coach, there's got to be that level of accountability. But what does that look like? For me, it's face-to-face. -face. For me, it's once a week, minimum, and then phone calls, WhatsApps, and everything else in between. And as I say, having that balance of personal with business, because there's no separation. There's not. There's no compartmentalization. There's no, right, I'm now going home and I'm going to become happy home, Andrew, versus business yeah. Andrew when I'm out and about. Well, I was going to say, you wrote a blog on that, didn't you? It kind yeah. of, the, it's about the all-encompassing. It's not business, split, personal, split, yeah, it's everything. It has right? to be. Yeah, no, yeah. literally, I just sort of, my face melts off and I'm happy when I get home. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 just, it just doesn't happen. And, you know, if you're lucky that you do have those people you can rely on, they recognise when you get home what type of mood you're in, what type of day it's been and how to kind of manage you or come near you or give you space or whatever. If you have a coach that that's good, they'll also do that with you and for you and therefore maximise your, your, your life, let alone your business. And I appreciate that's kind of almost separated business coaching and life coaching, but if you work with the right coach, they'll kind of do both with you because I think it's all together. I agree. It's a great philosophical episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, just to kind of wrap it up and just to kind of give people a little bit of value, um, we've done some of the short-term um, podcasts that we've done. We've asked questions. So... 
definitely, definitely kind of get in touch and click on the links below, send in your questions, send in the subjects that you'd like us to cover. We've got a long list to get through over the next few weeks, but also if you'd like to be a part of the podcast, you'd like to get your message across, um, then get in touch and we can organise to come and see you. Guys, thank you very much. That's all for this time, but don't worry, we'll be back with more soon. Stay tuned for new episodes at marketingsimplified.co.uk.